Hello and welcome back. This is episode 13 and it is August 2nd, 2020. The title of this episode is How Often Should You Cheat? So you may or may not have listened to my podcast from the beginning. If you have, this will be a refresher. Uh, If you have not listened to all of them, I will try to give you a brief introduction so that today's story makes more sense. By the time I was 13, I knew I wanted to be a scientist. Health and well-being, healthy eating, and exercise were always on my mind, even at a young age. I'd always dreamed of being an athlete and never stopped dreaming about it or working at it. Although, Uh, There were a few numerous bumps along the way, and I had a few hiccups of my own, but I I never became an Olympic athlete like I wanted to be. And it took me uh, many, many years that I wanted to eventually become an athlete. I eventually did become an athlete and a scientist. Now, remember, in my culture, A female athlete was not something you saw very much. A female scientist was more common. But after the Islamic regime took over my country, that also became less common. So being both of those things at the same time is uh, rare even today, even in most other cultures elsewhere in the world. Being a female natural bodybuilder and a female scientist, even in the U.S., in the 21st century is not very common. So you can call me an oddball, I am an oddball, and an outcast, and almost always swimming against a current, uphill with lots of resistance. So that is one main reason I don't take things for granted, especially when it comes to my health. As you may recall, I have been a health and wellness fitness and life coach since 2010. I started doing that because I wanted to help people develop healthy habits and adopt a healthy lifestyle for life, not for a short term. Health is not a short term thing. It is not a quick fix. It is not just for a show uh, or it is if you really want to and care about yourself and your life in general, it isn't something to be taken lightly for short term. It is something you have to adopt forever, for good. It should be a lifetime commitment and it has to be exercised every day. So as a health and wellness coach, I get this question almost every time I have a new client or sometimes even with former clients who may need a little reminder or a refresher. How often should I cheat? Do you have a cheat day? This usually applies to food and healthy eating. So, first, let me tell you something about me and that I absolutely have no tolerance for the word cheating, let alone the action of cheating. In any shape or form or any concept, I have no tolerance for cheating. Cheating on an exam, a homework, or at your job is unacceptable and unforgivable if repeated. Cheating on a loved one is unacceptable, 
unforgivable, and shameful. Cheating on your own health is unacceptable, unforgivable, shameful, and a crime you are committing against yourself that you may think you can actually get away with. Okay, let me elaborate. If you cheat on an exam at work or something like that, it's bad, it's really bad, it's unacceptable, but maybe and hopefully you will learn a lesson from that and will not do it again. And let's hope that you did not hurt anyone seriously in the process, at least not intentionally. Let's hope that you will not repeat that and therefore it can be forgiven once, not if you repeat it. If you cheat on a loved one, a spouse, a significant other, it is absolutely unacceptable because there is absolutely no reason for anyone to cheat on a loved one. If you have a problem in a relationship, you talk about it. You either resolve it or you cannot resolve it in which case you part ways and move on. If you decide to cheat, you should be ashamed of yourself. And the person on the receiving end should never forgive you. And you hurt them and possibly other, others involved in the process. <clears throat> but eventually, the person you hurt will be able to move on and hopefully you learn a lesson from that mistake and never do it again. If you're lucky, you will find someone else to love and remember never to hurt them or never cheat on them, not intentionally at least. See where I'm going with this? Okay, so you should be the most important person in your life and your health is your most precious possession that cannot be replaced ever. If you cheat on yourself, maybe no one will know or notice, or at least that is what you may tell yourself. You may even think you get away with it. Now imagine for a moment, if your action of cheating yourself with a bad food was just like that hurt that was caused by cheating in a relationship. What if you really considered that every time you cheat yourself, you are intentionally causing harm to yourself and intentionally hurting yourself. Would you still think that's okay? When I'm asked if I ever cheat, here's my answer. Why would I cheat myself? Even if no one's looking or no one cares, why would I do it? Why would I do this to myself? Let me put it in another way. This is familiar to many of you who know me. If you happen to put salt or sand in the gas tank of your car once, and it obviously will not run well or at all, you're going to have to clean it up and refill it with the right clean fuel. Okay, if this happens once, would you ever think about doing that again once a week or once a month or even once a year? Go ahead, say it. I would have to be out of my mind to do that again, right? So, if it is so crazy to do that to your car every once in a while, why would you think that it is okay to do that to your body ever? Good question. 
I also coach athletes, bodybuilders, cyclists, runners, triathletes, etc. I hear this from a lot of athletes as well, especially the first time we go over nutrition and training strategy. So what about off-season? How should I eat off-season? Or how much weight should I gain off-season? What about cheat days? So what exactly is off-season? When you're not competing or racing, why would you eat or do anything differently? Why would you cheat? Again, if you have a race car and you race your car only, say, four months out of the year, would you run the car into the wall off-season or put sand in it off-season or not changing the oil or maintain it off-season? I would think the opposite. Off-season is when you make things better. I consider myself a full-time athlete, and I coach my athletes the same way. I want them to be full-time athletes, dedicated. We do not take break breaks from health. We do not cheat our health. We do not intentionally put junk in our tank. We are athletes 24-7, 365 days a year, just like we are human full-time, 24-7, 365 days a year. You don't take a break from being a human. Why would you take a break from your health or being an athlete? Excuse me. So it makes me laugh, really, when I see people uh, call themselves on social media, especially professional athletes or health and fitness gurus and experts. And then once they're done with a competition or a race, They go absolutely crazy. They eat all sorts of junk food. And it gets better. They celebrate with, are you ready for this? An alcoholic beverage. Now, that is an oxymoron's perfect definition. Celebrating health or life with poison. (laughs) Great. So if you're truly a health guru, you would never be out of your mind enough to put junk food, bad fuel, and alcohol, also known as poison, into your body. It is that simple. So do I take a break from health? No. Do I cheat my body every once in a while? No. Do I have an off-season as an athlete? Absolutely not. When not competing, you should be improving, not going backwards and downhill. So... There you have it. How often should you cheat? Ha, you should only answer that for yourself. Now I want to list this week's three toxic things to eliminate from your life. First group is toxic foods. Today I want to tell you about canola oil. Canola oil is primarily a genetically modified organism created and owned by Monsanto. Canola undergoes a a process called chemical hexane extraction process. Hexane solvent extraction is the cheapest and the most effective way to extract canola oil. So how does it work? After grinding the seed to a paste, hexane is used to extract the oil, which is then heated to 212 degrees Fahrenheit very hot and then bleached to create a lighter colored final product why is that because 
when it gets heated into that high, high temperature, it turns into this yucky brownish green color. So nobody's going to want to uh, eat that, right? So they bleach it, really, they bleach it to this beautiful golden light color so that you think you're eating something healthy. <clears throat> what else is wrong with that, uh, aside from the hexane, which is a chemical, that 220 degree Fahrenheit? Remember heat and fats? Oh, they don't well work well together. So Heated fats, overheated fats become rancid, and they not only rancid, they become carcinogenic. So these manufacturing processes damage oil and create higher levels of oxidation and trans fat content, which is bad for you. Canola oil contains high levels of uric acid as well. Are you ready for this? In 1956, the FDA ruled that high amounts of uric acid is linked to heart and muscle damage. Heart damage and muscle damage, both of which are muscles are away already. In rapeseed um, that is made from, um, ba basically where the canola oil is made from. And rapeseed is unsuitable for human consumption. So the uric acid is linked to heart muscle and muscle damage, which is in rapeseed, which is what we use to make canola. And in 1956, FDA called it unsuitable for human consumption. Rapeseed also contains high levels of glucosinolates, anti-nutrients that are found in some brassica family plants, which is what canola oil is com comes from. Glucosinolates prevent iodine absorption. Uh, <clears throat> they make rapeseed unsafe even for animal consumption. So what does that mean? That is, and in, in, in basically um, what they do is they prevent uh, your body from absorbing iodine and actually many other um, important um, supplements, um, vitamins and minerals in our diet. So there's a lot more that I can tell you about this one terrible oil that is labeled as quote-unquote healthy, but it will require many, many hours and a course on healthy fats. <clears throat> so I'm going to move on to toxic chemicals. Today I want to tell you about Teflon, or also known as polytetrafluoroethylene. It is used in all nonstick pots and pans and cookware. Teflon is a synthetic chemical made up of carbon and fluorine atoms. First, it was made in the 1930s to provide a non-reactive, non-stick, and almost frictionless surface. However, it has been linked to many health conditions, including thyroid disease, chronic liver and kidney disease, and some, type, some types of cancer. The scariest part about Teflon is that it has been in our system for so many years and pretty much all living organisms, especially humans on earth, have some levels of this chemical in our bodies. Really. You cannot find any human being on this earth that doesn't have some level of Teflon in their bodies, whether from use of it directly or from getting it from the environment. This is very scary. Stop using Teflon. 
toss all of your Teflon cookware away. Don't give it to the homeless shelter. Don't give it to someone else. Nobody should have Teflon in their house or in their system. You can get better replacements that are safe and yes, they do not stick. There are great options out there. You do not need Teflon. Number three is toxic habits or lifestyle. Today, I want to talk about settling for good enough. Settling is never a good thing in any situation. I truly believe that becoming comfortable with, quote, good enough sets us up for disappointment, if not failure. This is true about anything. Food, health, exercise, relationship, work, anything. It is a bad habit to be okay with good enough. If you are performing a task, whatever it is, do it right and continue to work on improving all the time. No matter what it is you're doing, good enough is not good enough. When it comes to health, I see this a lot too. Um, I had a pizza for lunch, but there were lots of veggies on it. That's good enough, right? No. I had relatively healthy foods all day long, but I had a glass of wine at night. Well, you might as well throw all that good healthy food out and not even bother if you're going to destroy everything with alcohol. And that is definitely not good enough. I got up late because whatever the excuse might be, so I skipped exercise today. But I will make up for it tomorrow. Good enough, right? No. I did 50 minutes of cardio because I didn't have time. Good enough? No. Well, it is something, but I would say not enough and not good enough. If you let yourself settle for good enough, you are giving yourself permission to fail. And that becomes a habit that is not okay. Think about it this way. Would you say having three fully inflated tires on your car and one half full or barely like inflated, is that good enough? Or consider if a surgeon performs a surgery on you and only gets parts of the procedure done because they ran out of time. Would you be okay with that? Would that be good enough? Or you take your car for, to a mechanic for an oil change and they only put half the amount of required oil in it because maybe they didn't have it in stock. It will run okay for a while, so that's good enough, right? No. So when is good enough good enough? In my opinion, never. And there is no perfect because, guess what? There is always room for better. So every day when you wake up, tell yourself this. I will be better today than I was yesterday, no matter what you're doing that day. Be a better version of yourself every day. You are never going to be perfect because you're always going to get better. And if you want to chat more about these topics or anything that I told you today, if you have questions or you want to learn more, or you have a burning question about health and how to get healthy and stay healthy for life, here's how to reach me. My 
website is www.drlale.com and you can see my Facebook page at facebook.com drlalephd or you can email me at contact at drlalephd.com Remember, we all are entitled to health at little to no cost all the time, every day, and all year long. No break from it. Thank you for listening this week, and stay tuned for next week's episode. Until then, to your health and happiness.